And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Well, 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 if that don't beat all, as we used to say, I'm not quite sure what to make of this. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining us. We are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi For Me, and we are broadcasting live to Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. The comments are open. The chat is open. If you want to join the conversation, uh, the phone number, if you want to be a part of the program, BR549. Not really. If you prefer podcasts, we are on iHeartRadio, Pocket Cast, Amazon Music, Spotify, Apple, Double Twist, TuneIn, Stitcher, and Listen Notes. And over on Twitch, we're trying to get up to 100 followers before we uh, get going on the watch parties. So uh, hopefully we can get to that fairly soon. We're at 86 now. Um, And so, uh, so we're pushing for that. So if you have a Twitch account and if you're so inclined, uh, feel free to give us a follow over there. So... Uh, this kind of this kind of is a weird thing that happened today. So over on YouTube, YouTube is, uh, as I understand it, the number two search engine on the internet. Google, of course, being number one. <clears throat> so when you do searches, uh, YouTube is generally what people use to search for things because a lot of people are searching for video. And the Gina Carano thing, Heidi Heitkamp's comments about Gina Carano from Bill Maher's show has been blowing up the internet this week. And yesterday this was not the case, but today it appears that when you search Heidi Heitkamp, Gina Carano, we are the number one slot in the results our video from Tuesday is number one in the search results for Heidi Heitkamp, Gina Carano. And I'm not sure what to make of this. Uh, it is a little, it's not intimidating, <clears throat> but it is, uh, it is one of those things uh, that uh, you sit there and you go, oh, wow, okay. Hello, Cam1138 and Stephanie. Welcome. Thanks for being here. Why is this not... Let me... I'm going to refresh that because my chat widget is not showing me anything. There we go. There we are. I don't know why that's doing what that's doing. But uh, so, yeah, that's, that's a thing now. Now, you will notice... Now, one of the things that I, that I thought about, uh, because when I did a search... Uh, when I did a search earlier this week, we were number 12 in the results, but I was logged into YouTube on my account. So 
I figure maybe the results are skewed based on the various different videos that I watch and produce. And so I, I actually called my dad and I said, can you look it up? And on his results, we were number seven. But today, and this is, you know, not logged in at all. There we are, number one in the search results. And the, and the video seems to be blowing up. We're currently sitting at 375 views, which is quite a bit more than we normally get on views. I think the as far as interviews and and live from the bunker, any of the shows that we do, uh, I think the only other one that we have is um, uh, our interview with Mitch Breitweiser, which is you know getting close somewhere around seven hundred or something. I got to look at it again. Speaking of Mitch, those of you who are interested. He is in fulfillment with Red Rooster. There he is, signing books. And uh, we've got this video here of them out doing all of the packaging, getting ready to ship. There's various different photographs and videos that they've put online. Red Rooster, the, the Indiegogo Red Rooster, is in fulfillment. He said some of them have actually started to ship. So those of you who were accusing Mr. Brightweiser of a grift, while he might have made some mistakes, and he has admitted to making some mistakes, it does look like the Red Rooster Indiegogo campaign is on its way to fulfillment, and it's good to see that. Now, this, this here being April 1st, I wanted to... Oh, Cam113, it says it got a shipping notice. Excellent. All right, so it's on its way. <clears throat> I know a lot of people have been impatient about that. A lot of people have been upset with Mitch and Betty about that. Uh, but it's good to finally see that that's, that's happening there. <clears throat> it is April 1st. It is April Fool's Day. And I said earlier this week that we were not going to engage in April Fool's shenanigans. And I wanted to get into that a little bit because there are reasons for that. Some of them are personal, some of them are business and professional reasons. Uh, but I did say today we were going to do our first UFO report. So let me get that out of the way first. Again, this is April 1st, so take everything, everything that you see on the web today is immediately and automatically suspect. But we don't engage in any of that here. I'll get into that. But as far as the UFO report goes, we have not encountered any UFOs yet. I've, we have seen a few videos of late, uh, some people posting birds standing still in the air, planes standing still in the air. What's going on? Is this a glitch in the Matrix? We haven't had any encounters like that. So, that's the UFO report for April 1st. Do not walk past the dog park. All right, so it is, it is April 1st. Like I said, there are, there are reasons to doubt anything that you see online. Mrs. Boss flagged me this morning and said, come take a look at this. 
Snyder tapped for an Ahsoka trilogy. This is uh, Geek News Now. Uh, Geek News. Geek News Now. Yes, and it's a it's a fairly extensive article about how Zack Snyder is going to be making an Ahsoka Tano trilogy with Rosario Dawson, and of course, right up here, very 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 tiny. It says satire because it's April first, and then. There's a there's a a, a gentleman uh, there's a we have several different groups podcasting groups over on Facebook and somebody posted yes that was a that was a night veil a, a night veil reference Cam somebody posted over on one of the Facebook groups uh, a a letter allegedly uh, purported to be from the Walt Disney Company the legal department the Walt Disney Company a cease and desist letter for this podcast, uh, which the podcast talks about the American Revolution. And I have sent an e- I have sent a note to him saying, is this real or is this just kind of, you know, is this April 1st hijinks? Because the cease and desist letter basically makes out that Disney is claiming George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, John Adams, James Madison as their copyrighted property because of the Hall of Presidents. And the various different stories about the Revolutionary War are copyrighted under uh, Disney because of Johnny Tremaine. And I'm thinking, this can't be real. When I'm reading it, when I'm reading it, I'm thinking, this absolutely does play like it's a real thing. And given the shenanigans that Disney has been engaged in the last few years... It's hard to tell. We're at the point now, Poe's Law is, is the reality of things, where the, the, the satire is such. Reality has gotten to the point where if you cannot tell the difference between a headline on CNN and the headline on the Babylon Bee, that's where we are now. And April 1st only exacerbates it. And makes it worse. And so we don't engage in that kind of thing. I've never... As far as I can recall... I'll, I'll qualify that. Because when I was younger... When I was a child... I thought like a child. And I probably did some pranks like a child. But I don't engage in April 1st, April Fool's pranks and jokes and gags because it's too easy for something like that to go awry. For something like that to go sideways and cause harm before you sit there and go, oh, just kidding, April Fool's. So we don't do it as a general practice. But I got to thinking, I was wondering, how did, how did April Fool's even get started? And there are a few different disputed origins of, of, the, of the event. I'm not going to call it a holiday, because I don't know anybody really that considers it a holiday. It's not fun to be pranked. You know, in, in, in retrospect, sometimes in hindsight, you can sit there and go, oh yeah, okay, you got me. And some people enjoy that kind of thing. But in the moment when it's happening, it's not always all that great fun. 
we have uh, a history here, and this is from Washington Post uh, from a few years ago. Uh, history of April Fool's Day. This is, uh, it looks like a couple of different origins of it. You have uh, the holiday in Rome known as Hilaria, uh, which was usually celebrated March 25th, according to William Smith's Dictionary of Greek and Roman Antiquities. Hilaria was a day for games, masquerades, and generally whiling away the day with relentless mocking. Not even local magistrates were immune. And then you have a, uh, a, a Hindu celebration, Holi, Persian festival, Sidza Bidar, and the Jewish holiday, Purim. All of those going uh, around that time. But there's also this, uh, this note here about when the Catholic Church uh, celebrated uh, and, and went to the Gregorian calendar, which starts January 1st. And uh, before that... The year started April 1st, and people who were continuing to ce celebrate the new year on April 1st were considered April Fools, which could be where that came from. So who knows? There's no one documented beginning of the, the, the day. But regardless of that, you have April Fool's Day. Which to me is just uh, an excuse to do rather deceitful things to people. I've, I've never... I can appreciate the humor of April Fool's Day. I can. I'm old like that. I've seen a few things. I can appreciate the humor of April 1st. But I don't... I don't see the purpose. Especially the older I get. Because... As, as I lose patience with people... Let me put on my curmudgeon hat here for a minute. As I lose patience with people, this kind of thing, pranks and gags and jokes and yuck, 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 gets increasingly irritating and annoying for me. And that could be just me getting to be an old man. Cam says, I save embarrassment and act like a fool every day. Well, that's, that's another way to do it. At least you're consistent. Consistency is key. And for us, consistency means... We don't engage in this kind of thing. And it's kind of along the lines of the listicles. Five reasons why... And five reasons why... And ten things we like about... Looking at you, BuzzFeed. When we started this, when I, when I started this site... And as people have come on board, the various different volunteers on the staff, one of the things that I make very clear is that we have a, a hard line delineating news and opinion. And opinion can be all over the place. There, I mean, everybody's, everybody's got an opinion about everything. 
news is news. We try to be as objective and accurate as we can and report information that we either can, can get from several sources or you know, something that we can corroborate, or if it's rumor, we mark it as such, and we, we let you know it's rumor. But April 1st is this weird day. And I'm not sure what bothers me the most about it. The fact that media sites are willing to engage in pranks or the fact that there are so many people who are willing to believe the prank articles that get posted on April 1st. It, 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 it tells me... I, I got to be very careful here because I don't want to insult the general population. But the general population as a whole, and I'm painting with a very broad brush, we seem to have been dumbed down a little. Maybe because of our interactions on social media, maybe because we're constantly fed media, 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 media. I don't know why the drop in quality in our education system, the, the fact that nobody teaches critical thinking skills anymore, there's a lot of different things, but to see so many people buy into April 1st articles, you know, that Zack Snyder doing Ahsoka Tano trilogy, that thing's going to make the rounds, and people are going to buy into it, and they're going to say, oh, look, Zack Snyder's making a... Oh. <coughs> and I feel sorry for the people who are going to buy into it and believe these things, because at the end, when they realize that this is a gag, they're going to feel foolish. And I don't want to do that to any of our audience. I don't want to do that to our readers. I don't want to do that to our viewers. It's not respectful. And I get it. It's all in good fun, yes. But one of the reasons why I don't do it, I had, a, I had an epiphany moment back in high school. As uh, there was an activity or something my church youth group did. And we were all together and we were all doing these things. And somebody, and I can't remember who it was, somebody had done something and said, I was only kidding. I was only joking. It wasn't April 1st. It was just, you know, somebody did something and, and oh, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. said something out of turn. Just kidding. And my youth, the youth minister of the time, Tim Lewis, he look, he's sitting there in a chair and he leans back and he crosses his arms and he says, like a madman shooting flaming arrows is one who deceives his neighbor and says, I was only joking. And I was struck by that. He's quoting Proverbs 26, 18 and 19. And I'm not going to get theological on you here. But that was an aha moment for me. That was one of those moments where I sat there and I went, even if it's a gag, even if it's a prank, even if it's a joke and it's all in good fun, and it's this spirit of hilarity, it's dishonest. 
And so I've never really wanted to engage in April Fool's stuff because, to me, it's somewhat dishonest to be putting this stuff out there because there are going to be people who believe it. Even if you tell them, hey, no, look at the date. There are going to be people who buy into it. I had a conversation with Mindy this morning and I said, everything today is automatically suspect. I don't care where it comes from. Geek News Now, Babylon B, Fox News, CNN, anybody. Don't care who. And I go through this conversation with myself every year on April 1st. I am, I do not engage with any of the things that are posted, any of the articles that are put out there, any of the links that are shared, any of the stories or the any, social media posts or anything. I automatically assume that it's fake. I have to. Hello, Darius. Welcome back. Good to see you again. April Fool's Day for me is a day where everybody should take a step back from social media, from all media, take a big, deep breath, and go outside and play some baseball or throw a frisbee or walk your dog. Or go on a date with your significant other. Do anything else but engage with media on April 1st. Because the the amount of... I don't want to say disinformation because I don't... I, I don't want to... I don't want to ascribe nefarious motivations to this stuff. I know it's all good, clean fun. Everybody's just having a laugh. And I'm probably taking it a little bit too seriously, more seriously than I should. But I'm old. And I'm set in my ways. And when it comes to managing a media site, and we put together stories from various different sources, you know, as part of our news coverage here, when I run across something that's satire and the satire of the day doesn't feel any different from the real news of the day, you start to question things, especially, especially after the last four years that we've had of the media, and, and by this I mean the mainstream media, outright lying to us about a great many things. And when you, when you have, and, and having been in the media, I know how this game is played. You know, if it bleeds, it leads. The sensational comes to the fore. The media lies. The media pushes a narrative. We saw that with Gina Carano. We still see it with Gina Carano. We see it with Gamergate. What has it been now? Five, six years? 
We saw it with the Hugo Awards back in 2015 with the Sad Puppies. We see it in our everyday everything. The lockdowns and the pandemic and the politicians. Hollywood accounting. The media lies. Because they have an agenda. And again, this goes back to power and control. And when you have something like April 1st, where everybody can get away with it, because it's just a joke. Ultimately, I think, and this is just me, I, this is just me spouting off. Ultimately, I think that April 1st prank articles do harm to the credibility of the site that's publishing them. I've got a review that I'm working on right now of a book called The Devil You Know. By R it's edited by R.J. Carter. It's Critical Class Publishing. I am not going to post that article today. Because April 1st, somebody's going to look at it and say, oh, this is the April Fool's thing. Nope. Like a madman shooting flaming arrows is one who deceives his neighbor and says, I was only joking. That struck me as a profound thought. It's not just harmful for you to lie to people intentionally. It's not just, it's not harmful just, you know, to deceive them with nefarious motivations. It's also harmful to play a prank, to play a trick, to make a joke out of it. Because who's to know? Let's say you get into a situation and you actually do make things up for the purpose of doing harm. And when it backfires on you, as we've seen so many times now on social media, how much has this happened? Oh, I was just kidding. No, I didn't really mean it. Everybody that's within the sound of my voice could probably think of four or five, six different examples of somebody <clears throat> who says something outrageous, inflammatory, deceitful, slanderous. Looking at you, Heidi Heitkamp. And they come back and say, oh, no, I was just making a joke. And you watch. You watch if if Heidi Heitkamp comes in and makes a comment about the blowback that she's getting off of that Bill Maher appearance. She's going to sit there and say, well, it was Bill Maher. We're making a joke. Nyuck, nyuck, nyuck. Darius says, every day has been April Fool's for years. Yeah, it has. It has. So, anyway... Uh, and I do have confirmation that that letter from Disney, quote unquote, so-called, was a gag, uh, as as we suspected. But I just wanted to, you know, in the spirit of accuracy, <clears throat> making sure that it's that it's correct, uh, that our assumption was correct, that it is a gag, 
Disney does not claim ownership of George Washington, which is good. But you go back, you know, I mean, the 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 core of social media, the the core of the cancel culture, is all about deceit. Why fuel that? Because let's say, let's say, for example, I post some kind of something that makes these wild, baseless claims about someone. And it's April 1st, and I can sit there and go, oh, no, it was just an April Fool's gag. But then it gets pulled out of context and used in some sort of an article hit piece thing to make me look bad, to make me look like some evil, terrible conspiracy person type of thing, alt-right, histophobe something. Why set yourself up for something like that? When we came back out of our break in 2018, we came back January 2019, we hit the ground running with all of this all of this on, on this TV channel stuff. I said then, I we made a commitment. We did a whole series of spots on it. You deserve better as an audience, as a fan community. You deserve better than what you're being served by the genre media nowadays. io9, the Mary Sue. You deserve better than what you're getting, and that's what we've tried to deliver here. And if I were to sit there and start pulling pranks and doing gag articles, to me, that cuts into our credibility. And we don't have a very big audience as it is. I want our audience to grow. I want our audience to grow organically and legitimately. I'm not going to buy followers. I want our audience to be here because it's worth your time to be here. And some things that we talk about in some of our shows are not going to be as interesting for you as other things we talk about, especially on this show, because this show is a variety of various different topics. We're going to talk about all sorts of things here. Most of the time, if I'm able to set it up right, most of the time we're doing interviews. That's my preference. But when I sit here and rant for an hour or 45 minutes or however long it is, you know, those topics are going to be scattered to the four winds far and wide. I mean, this week we talked about, you know, we've talked about IMDb. We talked about Heidi Heitkamp. We've got this that we're talking about today with April 1st. We've talked about cancel culture. We've talked about comic books. You know, uh, at some point, I'm trying to get some people together so we can have a group discussion about what's going on between Marvel Comics and Diamond Comic Distributors. I want to have some people who actually know more about it than I do. So we can have that conversation and really dig into what that means in the comics industry, because that's a huge thing. We haven't talked about that yet. We've talked about, you know, various different topics on this show and on the H2O podcast. We talked about a variety of topics there, but the core of everything is uh, respect for the audience. And if we prank you, you might you might get it, you might appreciate it, you might think, "Ah, uh-huh, that's funny." It just, for whatever reason, it just doesn't sit well with me. And I don't know if it's 
any one particular thing. Uh, Stephanie, uh, the letter, there was a, I mentioned earlier, there was a, a guy, he's a host of a podcast, uh, and he's also a lawyer. He posted in a podcast group over on Facebook, uh, that he'd gotten a cease desist letter from Disney claiming, um, George Washington and James Madison and the like for their Hall of Presidents, uh, under a copyright. It was a gag letter. Um, and I sent a, I sent a note to him as like, I just want to make sure before we start talking about this, because it does really read like something that Disney would send. Uh, so, uh, so that was that. And we did, we did confirm with the guy. He said, yes, it's a gag. So, but, but you look at what Disney has been doing the last few years. You know, Bob and, and look, I'm going to call Bob Chapek out on something. Bob Chapek in that big investor call where he got called out about Kathleen Kennedy, he got called out about Gina Carano, and he sat there and said, oh, no, I don't see us being political. We don't lean left. We don't lean right. B.S. If that were the case, then Disney would never have said anything about Georgia's anti-abortion law. Disney would never have said anything about, well, we're just going to pull all of our productions out of Georgia if they pass this thing. Don't tell me Disney's not political. When Disney can sit there and produce a movie next to a concentration camp in China, and when Disney threatens to pull all of their work out of the state of Georgia over an abortion issue, don't tell me Disney's not political, Bob Chapek. That's deceitful. Now, I can sit here and say that our site has never advocated for a political position. We're not going to do that. We've got a mix of people here. They all believe different things. They're on different sides of the political aisle. That's not the purpose of this site. But you look at sites like the Mary Sue, for example, io9, another one. And there are political overtones to a lot of their coverage of science fiction, fantasy, and horror. And I don't think that's right. We owe it to you to be honest and fair and credible and April Fool's gags to me again this is just me April Fool's gags to me harm our credibility if we were to do something like that look I get it I could be taking it way too seriously I'm willing to admit that. But I would rather err on the side of caution. That's just me. All right, let me let me look at this real quick because now I'm curious. I'm curious to see where we're sitting. Um, because there is, we are sitting right now at 375 views on that uh, video about Heidi Heitkamp. And we're at 1,649 subscribers on our YouTube channel. We are one short of 1,650. 
If any of you are watching and you haven't subscribed to the channel yet, I would invite you to subscribe to the channel. Because you're not going to get hijinks, you're not going to get shenanigans, we're not going to lie to you, we're not going to play a gag on you. We're going to give it to you straight up. If it's news, we report it as news. If it's opinion, we tell you it's opinion. If it's rumor, we tell you it's a rumor. And we do our best to make it entertaining and enjoyable. As much as we can, anyway. Speaking of which, tonight, I'll go ahead and mention this. Tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, 8 Central, we've got a new Ranker Pit discussion. And we're going to do something fun tonight. We are going to have guests. We're going to have four or five. I've got to look and see what our confirmed uh, guest roster looks like. But we're going to be talking about action figure photography. We've got some photographers coming in to talk about their work. Some people here in the United States, some people in the UK. Uh, they basically take action figures, Star Wars action figures, uh, for the purpose of this discussion. Uh, action figures and put them in various different scenarios, you know, props and sets and, you know, special effects lighting and smoke and, and explosions and all sorts of things to take, to take photographs of them. And some of this is excellent work. So we're going to bring them in tonight. We're going to have a, have a conversation about action figure photography just for something lighthearted and fun because the last three of these shows, we've been talking about the Gina Carano thing. Let's do something different. Uh, and I'm sure the Gina Carano thing is going to continue to come up as it does. But every now and again, we can talk about something else. And Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, a new Foreign Bodies. Leslie and Tim continue in Canada. Last episode, they looked at the work of David Cronenberg. This time, they're going to cast the net a little bit wider in Canada with some other horror stories. So we do invite you to check that out as well. And I think I've probably ranted about April Fool's Day a little bit uh, long enough. So I'm going to go ahead out. We've got uh, prep that we got to do for the show tonight and some other things taken care of around here. It looks like, I don't want to speak too soon, but it looks like all of the, all of the tech has been managed. <clears throat> a couple of things uh, set up. See, the, the thing is, anytime there's an update on Windows, we have to go through this, this garbage. But uh, it looks like everything may be kind of back to normal-ish. Uh, Joachim, welcome. Uh, hopefully you've been here the whole time and not just dropping in as we're, as we're heading out. But... Uh, that's what the replay is for. We do appreciate you being here. And uh, all of you in the chat, Cam, Darius, Stephanie, uh, Joachim, uh, I haven't seen, I haven't seen Sci-Fi Snob in a while. Robert pops in every now and again, but, uh, uh, and, and of course, hi Gary. That's going to do it for us today. Don't forget, there are four lights back on Monday. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media.